Hi, I'm Jo Flanagan and I'm the CEO of Women's Health Tasmania. Welcome to an episode of She's Out There, a podcast series on women's health. This podcast is good for any woman in Australia, but it's really helpful if you live in Tasmania. There are resources to go with today's podcast available on our website. So Anna, you and I are sitting in a car in the dark, <laughs> locked into the grounds of Women's Health Tasmania to talk about menopause. That's right. I feel as if we're in a getaway car, but we're not going to get away from menopause. No. It's right here, right we're, now. We're motoring with madness. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so welcome to the recording booth. Thank you yeah. very much. It's very for volunteering. Tiring. So let's talk menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, what did, did you know much about it? when your menopause started? Did you know what was happening? Yes, it was a, a good journey of discovery to um, poke around and work out what I needed to know. So wh- how did you find out? Where did you go for information? Well, I um, think, well, the first sort of symptoms, or not symptoms really, the first changes I noticed in my body were, um, a, surprisingly, I started to have these really intense cold flushes. Cold? Yes in bed at night and I I suppose the first time I experienced that I thought I was getting a virus because you know that bone chill that you have and it was really powerful and amazing. The virus didn't come along and so I started thinking well it's a bit strange but didn't do anything about it. I've always been a little bit asleep at the wheel when it comes to my menstrual cycle and associated things. So then it was probably when I started experiencing a little bit of disruption to my menstrual cycle which had always been kind of like clockwork bit of spotting and also uh, changes to the way that my breasts felt and also a little bit of sleep disturbance and insomnia. So I started to have a bit of a think about what that might be and I happened to be at the family planning clinic for some contraceptive help and I had a chat with a GP there and she was absolutely terrific. She referred me to the Jean Hales website which is an amazingly good resource, explains lots and lots of details and, and ideas about menopause in a way that's easy to understand but also if you want to dig in and understand a bit more of the science behind it then you, there are resources as well. Okay, so um, how's it going now? Where well, are you up to with it? Yeah, so I'm what's called perimenopausal and uh, I have had a couple of years I guess of very occasionally fairly mild symptoms and then every now and then something will flare up that sort of I find a bit more intense. So I've, I've definitely had a lot of disruption to my menstrual cycle and so sometimes missing a period and sometimes bleeding for a longer period of time and also, and this one was hilariously <laughs> not much fun but you've got to, you've got to keep your sense of humour, um, I started to experience flooding for the first time in my life and it was fascinating because usually I've had a normal sort of flow of blood for three or four days and you know the second day is a bit shark attack but all a bit manageable um, suddenly in fact first time it happened I just started a brand new job I got this intense flooding where you know the tampon would give up the ghost after a couple of hours and, and um, my my trousers would be um, feeling a bit soggy and it was it was really quite alarming so it took me a little while to work out how to deal with that, just to, you know, stock up on more tampons and make sure I had a pad in all the time. But yes, it was interesting because the flow separated into a sort of really liquidy phase and then there were chunky bits as well. And I've talked with some girlfriends and of course they've said, yes, that's what happened to me as well. So yeah, that was, um, it was you know, something that I've talked with friends about, but also had a, I've got a good GP so I can have a good old chat with her when things are a bit weird. Yeah, I have had... Um colleagues in various jobs who've had to go home because the yes. flooding's so bad they have to yeah. change their clothes and 
Yes, I've had that be experience. Pretty full on. Well, actually, one of the reasons, uh, in fact, when it first occurred for me, I was so grateful to have a boss who was a woman, an older woman than me, because of course, when I um, said, "Oh, I can't possibly sit on that lime green chair of yours because." Uh, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be the same. She laughed her head off and said that she'd had a similar experience in an, in an architect's office. And so it was all um, something we just dealt with and, and sort of saw the lighter side of it. But yes, it's, a, it's an interesting thing having had a fairly light and manageable period just to have to change the way that you deal with with your periods and, and spotting as well, which is a bit of a pain. That's a good experience for the boss. Like, um, Oh, she was terrific. It, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's not necessarily an easy thing to talk about in a workplace, is it? No, no, not at all. And I guess that, you know, we're starting to see the word tampon on the news and, you know, you see some things on social media about, you know, trying to just demystify and take the shame away from periods. But, yeah, there are lots of workplaces where, you know, men and women are uncomfortable to talk about the, the different, you know, the changes that women have in their bodies and, and all of our normal bodily functions that, that are with us all our lives, yeah. So you seem to have an ability to laugh about it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Were there good bits? <laughs> well, I, I, look, I've got to be honest. I, I think that, it, you know, it's happening. And, and for me anyway, it was about making a choice about whether I saw it as desperately terrible and ghastly or just quite remarkable because you know the capacity of women's bodies to adjust ourselves chemically and to to run this amazing cycle that allows us to to reproduce or that you know gives us that sort of potential as as women um, you know then suddenly your body's doing all these other incredible things and so I found the intensity of that cold and also the times when I'm absolutely burning up like a furnace in bed I just think it's amazing that my little body can just suddenly set itself on fire. And I think it's quite spectacular. It's a little bit like a toddler having a tantrum. It's the most amazing sort of display of power. Yeah, so I don't know. And I figure also if I'm prepared to laugh about it, then awkward situations with flooding or, you know, my boobs being so sore that nobody's allowed to come within <laughs> two metres of me, they they take, you know, a little bit of humour takes some of the sting out of all of that, doesn't it? There are some cultures who say there's a frame time. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you're moving towards a, a new phase of life where you don't have yes. those responsibilities or, you know, the... Yes. Well, I must say that being able to have um, a sexual life without any recourse to contraception is an absolute miracle. You know, what a joy to be able to, you know, jump on in and be enjoying yourself and, and not have to stop and think, oh, cripes, you know, better, you know, find a condom or, or do something about this. I think that's an absolute bonus. Yeah, of course, I am what is known as a menopause baby. <gasps> and there's a lot of us oh, out no. there, I think. <laughs> I remember saying yes. to my mother, tell me about your menopause. She said, I don't know. I was oh, having you. No, that's funny, is it? Yes, yeah. I know that you can't be irresponsible yeah. about it. So, um, But yes, I think that just the joy of not having to worry about getting pregnant is something that I really... I mean, I am perimenopausal at the moment, but I'm quite looking forward to proper menopause where yeah. I've really finished. It'll be one of the bonuses. I did, um, when I first started getting um, disruption to my period, my menstrual cycle. My lovely, wonderful GP, who's very careful about all sorts of things, sent me off to a gynaecologist just to make sure that I was in 
perfectly good health and just menopausal. I was a bit stroppy with the gynaecologist because he recommended a whole lot of interventions and you know, did the classic, oh, well, if we put you on hormone therapy, it might only take three or four months for you to stabilise emotionally. And I thought, mate, you've never been unstable emotionally for three or four months if you think that that's okay when you're trying to run a family and, and work and all those sorts of things that women often do. Yeah, so I did get a bit stroppy with him. But, you know, he's being paid well, so I guess he can cope. <laughs> <laughs> so would you have any advice for anyone who is approaching menopause? Yes, I probably would. These are bits and pieces I picked up from women I know and also from my own experience. A couple of practical things, really practical things. Have a range of beddings next to your bed and be ready to change the sheets, you know, change into a, onto something light if you're getting hot and then something warm if you're getting cold and you know you need to to be able to change out what you've got over the top of you so I've really found that that's helped a lot when I overheat in the night so I'll be boiling hot I get up and I go to the toilet and I have a nice cold drink of water and I've worked really hard at laying in bed when I can't get back to sleep telling myself that it's completely fine that having a poor night's sleep is something I did a lot when the kids were little and I was perfectly able to cope the next day and even if I only lay there and get a rest or just get 10 more minutes it'll be fine which has helped me often to instead of getting into that 3am swirl where you're freaking out about how life is just about to go down the gurgler it's helped me to just calm down and get back to sleep. I enjoy thinking about fun things and nice things and steer myself away from all the horror of the world which is I think a common 3am theme. Um, I think the other thing I would suggest is really finding women who are prepared to just sit around and have a chat about it. And in fact, one of the outlets that I have, I have, you know, I have some good female friends who are younger and older, but um, I have a lovely book group that we catch up every now and then, and it's a bit of a no-holds-barred place. And so, you know, if I'm experiencing something that I don't understand, uh, then I can have a chat there. Finding a great GP. My GP's got a great sense of humour and she's really honest and open with me about my options and so of course I'm also honest with her. Alcohol, that's another one, and fitness. So trying to exercise has helped. I'm not perfect at that, I drink too much, so backing off a little bit on the boozing is helpful because overheating at night is also associated with, um, you know, if you've had a few too many glasses of wine. Trying your best to get into slightly better shape mentally and physically, and that they're all good investments in general health, but I think for that particular period of time when things get a little bit haywire. And they're a really good investment in, in just keeping yourself you know, on the level. Yes, yeah, someone else said that to us. It's a good stop-take time. Yeah. Have a look yeah. at, you know, whether you are looking after your health enough. Yeah. Are you getting enough exercise? And yes, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. also the mental habits because I don't know if this is to do with menopause, but some of my girlfriends have said that um, the anxiety type, that sort of cracked record anxious thinking and mental talk um, it seems to have coincided with that time in their life so I don't know whether it's a menopausal thing but really working on um, how you can break some of those cycles of um, anxious and negative thinking um, you know it's a sort of a recipe for a, like you say a, a slightly more relaxed life and not having to deal with tampons and pads I mean how good's that brilliant <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> wonderful and you get yeah. to wear cardies <laughs> no. That's my bit of advice for everyone. No, I'm foxing it out. I'm, <laughs> I'm deciding to be a fox as I get older. <laughs> I actually heard a wonderful line which was, 
um, some actress who said, find the line between slutty and sultry and walk it. <laughs> and I, thought, I can do that. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Anna. <laughs>